I think first and foremost, life is hard until like 26. From like 21 to mid 20s is like the biggest adjustment period ever. And everyone feels the pressure to like find the perfect job and like make it their identity and like think that that's what they're going to be doing for forever. But just remember that life is long and full of so many different chapters and eras as Taylor Swift would have it. But yeah, everything is temporary. Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot, these two. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go all right what's going on you guys happy friday happy hour as promised we have a guest for you this week and we are so excited for this one because she's someone we've been following for a very long time someone whose content has inspired us and helped curate our little things little setups that we've done in group trips and photos and just all over just an artsy gal and we love her to death so we're so excited to chat with her and pick her brain on so many different things, but please welcome Talia Hubble. Hello, thank you guys for having me. Before we get into all of the nitty gritty hosting big sister chats, we must, must, must know, if you had to choose a Taylor Swift era, which one are you? <laughs> oh my god! You can choose and two. Why? I'll, I'll give you this. You can choose yourself as an aesthetic, as an aesthetic, and you can choose yourself as a whole mood vibe. Uh, I feel like mood vibe reputation as of late. Oh. Aesthetic. I think I used to be like a lover girl, but I'd say more midnights now. Really? Ooh, we're going leaning yeah. 70s vibes. Yeah, I think so. A little like vintage moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll take I, it. I can see that for you. Wait, what I'm about so you guys? Hmm. I think aesthetically. Yeah, aesthetically is easy for me. I'm in my lover era because I love pinks and bright colors and pastels and sparklies and all of that. And I just painted my bedroom pink actually yesterday. Oh my gosh, I love <laughs> Which that. I've been so excited to do, a little DIY project. But in terms of the mood, that's a harder question. I don't know what I would make myself right now. Ashley, do you have an answer? I feel like mood especially for summer is lover it's also my favorite album though so maybe i'm just being biased um aesthetic i mean coming out of fall it was red so right now i'm not sure what the aesthetic is but mood it might be lover honestly i feel like 1989 is a good aesthetic for summer too that's mm-hmm. true and we're we sleep on it a little bit we Spring, sleep on summer. Like, the new romantics of it all we're trusting you're going to the concert right i am i'm going twice actually okay good oh, me too yeah. so is ashley <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. I'm so excited. Which shows are you seeing? I can't remember which dates, but I know one of them is the very last show. So I'm excited for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How emotional, just like to end the tour. All of the emotions running high for Taylor. I mean, for everyone, but for Taylor. (laughs) I know. I'm actually moving to New York on September 1st too. So it feels like very go to her concert and then like move across the country. That's huge. Yeah. We definitely want to touch on that later because we were combing through all of your content like an FBI agent before doing this. We noticed that you said in your vlog, like, oh, I'm moving somewhere. So don't worry. We're going to talk about it. We'll get there. TMZ exclusive straight from the source herself. I haven't like formally said anything yet. I obviously put that in a vlog, but um, I was on like a Poshmark live a couple weeks ago and told everyone that was on there, but it was only like a hundred people. So well, I honored that we get to know first. (laughs) (laughs) You went from graduating college to going straight into content creation, right? Kind of, yeah. I graduated in 2017 um, from Chapman in Orange County, and then I moved to LA because my dad has always lived out here, and I I moved in with him because, like, truthfully, I couldn't afford to do anything else. And I worked at a social media agency for, like, seven months after college, so from the summer until, like, January, and I was doing, like, influencer relations. I was doing everything. It was kind of before people knew, like, what to give social media managers, so we were covered give them everything yes like pay us eleven dollars an hour to be available 24 7 it was like kind mm-hmm. of hellish. but I saw how much influencers were getting paid and I was like I could do that I could do that so I started like waking up at like 6 a.m before work and I had a blog at the time so I would like blog and like edit my photos and like get my posts ready for the day 
And then once I felt like I could kind of put more energy towards that, I quit that job, worked retail for like six months and then got signed to an influencer agency. So it was like a full year after I graduated that I was doing like content creation full time. But also like with the cushion of living at home, I don't think I could have done it if I decided to like not live with my dad for a few years. And I feel like that was also at a time period now. Everyone and their mother is a content creation, <laughs> content creator. Yeah. That was at a time period when a lot of people were still, even just a few years ago, what is this? Why are you wasting your time writing blogs? <laughs> what is going yes. on? Yeah. And I think even today, like a lot of people who know how lucrative content creation can be and like what a great career path that could be. I think people still get in their heads about like, oh, I don't want to like put myself out there. Like it's a little scary. Like what are people going to think, you know, whatever. So did you have any of that feeling going into it or were you just like, nope, this is what I want to do and I'll know that I'll be good at it? No, I was so hesitant and so uh, anxious all the time. Both my parents are self-employed. My mom's a hairstylist. My dad works for himself. And all they wanted was for me to have a corporate job with like benefits and structure. And mm-hmm. so it felt like an uphill battle trying to convince people in my life that this was the right thing. But I feel like on the inside and like in my gut, I knew that I wanted to like work for myself. I don't know. I feel like people see corporate jobs and like being self-employed as two different things either you see a corporate job as like an opportunity to make a lot of money and the self-employment can be a struggle but in my head I always saw the self-employment as like there's no cap on how much money I can make like it I saw it as like uh infinite potentiality in a way and so I don't know I feel like in my gut I always knew it was right for me but definitely like convincing the outside world um that it was right was really 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 hard Yeah, I can imagine, especially straight out of college. So how did you – did you just always innately trust yourself or did you have to take a leap of faith, obviously, on your own? No, definitely a leap of faith. A leap of faith. I don't know. I feel like I've only started to really – I mean, I've always trusted myself Mm -hmm. in, like, a general sense, but I talk about this a lot with my friends. Like, I think creating, like, routine and, like, habits and discipline, especially when, like, I was waking up every day and I was at home – And like doing stuff by myself and like not being exposed to other people and just feeling like, I don't know, you graduate college and you feel untethered and then quit your job and like live at home with your parents and you just feel like you're like floating through space. So no, I I feel a bit floating through space. (laughs) I remember I wrote like a blog post about that when I was like 22. I was like, this is insane and no one talks about it. And you're just like confused and you feel so alone and feeling that way. But I think in reality, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. And how did you kind of start to build like piece by piece of foundation for yourself? You said you went to Chapman, so it's not terribly far away from LA, but still, how did you kind of build a foundation of like friends, family, a life, you know, post-grad? No, totally. I remember graduating and I had a few friends that lived in LA, but I felt so alone. I lived in the Valley. They all lived on the West side. Um, And I think it was just deciding who I like wanted to foster friendships with and going out of my way to make an effort. I'm such an introvert that like I could sit at home for a week and like not talk to anyone and I would be fine. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm so content by myself. It's like sometimes dangerous. Um, Show me your ways. I I can't go three hours without telling someone near us something. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's so bad the way that I – it's not that I'm not content with myself. Like, I think I'm the shit. Like, I do love myself. (laughs) But it's more just, like, I don't know. Like, I need constant stimulation, I guess, and, like, connection with other human beings. Like, I can't – I hate being alone. Like, I hate it so You can't (laughs) self-soothe. No, it's, like, bad. Wait, Abby's a Cancer and Ashley's a Libra, right? Yeah, how'd you know that? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she's she's a wizard. She knows. She's a wizard also like part of who like your signs like that isn't surprising considering those two things I'm a Taurus like I could like sit in bed all day if I, I wanted wish to I could do that that yeah, being said I, I don't get bored easily really but fancy. still I need to I need to like speak to people or at least like a pet like yeah. I can never live totally alone um but how did you uh yeah build a foundation of like besides reaching out to people how did you like meet new people how did you you know get hobbies <laughs> And was it through adult ballet class? Yeah. I've been loving adult ballet. It's my favorite thing ever. I've I'm been like, loving the content. I'm living for it. It's like a, 
It's like an ice princess, but like in real life, like when when the adult like goes back I, to like do something <laughs> you do as a child. I'm convinced. Yeah. I was telling my best friend this. I'm convinced the only reason all of the people our age bracket know what a Zamboni is, and I think that's only because of Ice Princess, because they said again and again and again, we need the Zamboni out here. He's on driving the Zamboni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I love Adult Ballet Class. I'm such an advocate for like random hobbies in your adulthood I think people like feel uncomfortable picking up things that like make them uncomfy at first but I feel like that's kind of when you grow so adult ballet rock climbing skiing snowboarding I've been doing all the things for the first time this year and it's so fun but no building a foundation wise I did at the time like reach out to a lot of people via Instagram so I have like what most would consider like work friends that I met online just because we were both trying to like build brands and like do the same thing um but yeah. Oh, my retail job randomly that I worked in between quitting my like more corporate job and then going full-time influencing, I low-key made like some of the best friends I've ever made. I was at a bachelorette with those girls last weekend and we were talking about how having a job like that at that age, like between like 22 and 25, when everyone's trying to figure it out and you're like looking for friends and you're all kind of on the same page can be like so life-changing because I think half of like fostering friendships is like being in a similar chapter of your life. It's like you can't make friends with people that aren't looking for friends. But when like a bunch of new girls have just moved to like the same city and are like looking to create a circle, it makes it really easy. So I don't know. I think just bring yourself to like those kind of groups. I totally can relate to that because a year and a half ago, I moved to Nashville without any friends or family here. So I completely had to start afresh. And this is the type of city where everyone is a transplant. Literally no one is from Nashville. Like even it's rare to find people who are even from like Tennessee, honestly. Um, so we're all just from all these different places, one big melting pot. So we're all in a similar life chapter of we desperately want friends. And it's a really fun place to meet those friends. But I've also had the experience of through work meeting people who are a lot older than me and in a different chapter of life, like maybe in their early to mid 30s. And that's been really interesting, too, because coming out of college, all my friends were obviously my age, like yeah. give or take a year or two. So it's been cool just to kind of see like having friends that are older than you, because when you're adults, it's like no one cares how old you are. Like we're all just friends and it's cool and we do the same things. And some people have babies and are married and some of us aren't. So (laughs) it's just cool. Oh, I love that. I have cousins that are like that age, like mid, mid to late thirties. And I always feel like so anchored after I hang out with them. Like they remind me that everything's going to be like, okay. Cause sometimes I feel like everyone my age, we're like, what are we doing? But (laughs) it's nice to have older friends. And then, so you're in LA now, you're trying to build a foundation and stuff. Why we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about dating. Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> an evergreen topic. Wild, wild west. We talk about it all the time, like loosely and heavily. But just putting yourself out there, especially in a place like LA, everyone, especially the men, are just so interesting. Um, and just like navigating all of that. I could like step on my soapbox yeah. about why LA is like the worst city in the country to date in. Um, I feel but, like everyone says that though, no matter where you are, every person goes, this is the worst place to date. <laughs> yes. My argument and as to why LA, I feel like is exceptionally bad. I do think there can be like, I'm lucky to have a community of people that are like grounded and down to earth. I think mostly cause they're like my college friends and or my family, but I do think there is like a lot of is superficiality a word, like superficial people. And it, it makes it hard. I mean, like I'm a Midwesterner, like I want like a nice grounded out of their ego dude and I just think this is a hard city to find that in because like the people that are from here I feel like have their homies and then the people that move here like wanted to be a part of like the LA scene in some Mm -hmm. sense of the word Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that just fosters like a certain personality type that you don't necessarily find in other places yeah so yeah I don't know dating's hard but at the same time I haven't really been putting a lot of energy into it lately I I don't know it's just not really been like the headspace that I've been I think because I know I'm moving Mm -hmm. I'm like I mean, as the universe will have it, I'll probably meet someone a month before I move. But like, I kind of just think I'm going to meet someone when I'm in um, New York. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, the apps are great. And then they're not great. It's just I feel like it's so for everyone. Yeah, most of my friends are single, to be honest, which I also think is kind of contributes to the fact that I don't give it much thought. Because I think if everyone was in a relationship, it would be something that I was prioritizing. Mm-hmm. But I just mm-hmm. haven't been lately. And you're 27, correct? Yes. 
So in at that stage of your 20s, you haven't seen too many people like get married because I know there's a lot of people in their late 20s that usually is like when that happens and then there's like a weird pressure or something. But I know people are getting married like later and later, which is like awesome for everyone. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I only have like one good friend that's getting married. I mean, that's not true. I have a few. A lot of my friends like were married when I met them, like that retail job. So it kind of feels like far removed from like mm-hmm. the, the pressure. But like my childhood friends that I grew up with from Kansas City like none of them are married and then one friend from college is getting married but other than that it's yeah I guess it's just all happening later yeah it's just kind of the thing is I think our generation we're all prioritizing really focusing on ourselves which is probably good I feel like that's going to make for a lot healthier and stronger relationships the longer we wait because once you're around your 30s at least like you're probably more of a complete person a little bit more set in your ways than when you're in your early 20s and I feel like that's so hard if you don't you're basically growing up together like if you get married and or like in your relationship in your early 20s I think that's like who knows who I'll be in 10 years so it's just crazy I think about the guy that I was dating at like 25 or 23 or 20 and I'm like oh gosh like if I'd spent, I mean, there's a reason we're not together, obviously, but it's like if I had married one of them, I'd be so upset. Your life, <laughs> your life would look so different. I yeah. was telling Abby this right before we called you, and I don't think she agrees with me, but I feel <laughs> as though Taylor Swift breaking up with her long-term boyfriend in her 30s is a sense of security i know she's a superstar i know that she can have the whole world but at the same time you just blew up like the constant thing in your life i know i feel like my friends are either they feel that exact way where it's like anything can happen and then i have friends that are like i don't believe in love anymore oh how comforting yeah no that's the side (laughs) that i'm on unfortunately um like when ashley said like it's kind of comforting like i see where you're coming from but also like i just loved their relationship so much and they were just so low-key about it obviously like it was like her biggest like everything just keep it under wraps and I loved that for them and I just like really thought he was endgame so like I'm still recovering I did not believe the news at first Taylor's doing fine I'm not like I'm not okay (laughs) with it no I'm upset like I couldn't agree more I thought I was getting like pranked I was at the bachelorette when I found out and I was like haha and they were like no I'm serious no I started combing through every article and I was literally denouncing them left and right I was like you guys I said there's literally no evidence there's no sources there's no quotes show me the evidence show me the money like all it says is that he hasn't been to one of her concerts that could be for a million reasons but everyone was like I don't know like there's a lot of articles still like doesn't want to believe it till we hear it from them but it's probably true and then Taylor gets photographed by paparazzi for one second everyone's like confirmation it was i'm telling you i'm like all she did is go for a walk like let's calm down much like taylor then you have been single and taken in your 20s so how do you feel like you kind of find some contentment like either or i function in like (laughs) i said this a little bit like a reverse scarcity mindset so i remind myself that like this time that i have by myself like not having to i don't know cater to anyone else or like have any other variables in my life like it feels like such a treat and I know it is limited and like one day I'm sure I'll have a partner that I like absolutely adore and I'm happy to do that with but it's like the time that I have to like foster my friendships and spend time with my family and like drop everything and fly to Paris with my friend tomorrow like that is something that you can't necessarily do when you're in a relationship so I think it's just trying to I I say scarcity mindset which like even scares me because I function in such like an abundance mindset as like a human for the most part but I don't know. I think it's important to just remember that it is limited and kind of like same, like function under the law of assumption, like know that one day you will meet your person and that like that is inevitable. So enjoy. The okay. Meeting. I really like that function under the law of assumption that everything will eventually work. It's it work itself out in whatever way that needs to be. That's really comforting. Unlike the Taylor breakup, not comforting. Actually, sorry, <laughs> still, I just can't with that word. So, is there other things that you've applied that to outside of dating to that function under the law of some? What? Sorry, can you say it again? Yeah, no, I think that's under the law of assumption. Say for that like, three times fast. That's hard. <laughs> um, I think for most things in my life, I kind of navigate the world that way like even with the influencing thing like there was no guarantee that I was ever going to be able to make money and like make a living off of this but I just kind of assumed that I would and I don't know I think it's kind of a obviously without like too much delusion but like a healthy way to navigate the world because 
you're just assuming everything works out in your favor. And like, for the most part, it, it can. I love being delusional in a really good, healthy way, just because if you're not, then you're not ever really allowing yourself to dream. Because I think when you don't operate in delusion, it's really easy to just be really comfortable and just stay in your bubble. And that's what everyone wants. We just seek the comfortability and the normalcy. But like you said earlier, when we were talking, like that's not where growth happens. Growth happens when you're uncomfortable and when you're trying new things. And I think that's really cool that you're trying all these new things like adult ballet and skiing and all these things, because I don't know why we all put a timeline on ourselves. Why do we all say like, if I haven't tried it by the age of 25, there's no no chance for me. Like, are you kidding Uh me? What do you mean? Like all of these. And I love when there's those quotes that circulate on the internet. It's like, Oprah didn't get her hit show until she was 33. And like, whoever didn't write their book until they were 40, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? There's a lot, a lot of life to live. I'm the queen. I always say life is long. I'm like, like everyone's like, life's short. And I was like, life is long. Life is very long. Life is very long. Yeah. We always quote T.S. Eliot, so dumb. Life is very long. Throw a movie. Um, but yes, I am. I don't understand why everybody, society has said after 30, we cannot take ballet and we cannot rock climb and we can't take piano. I don't know why. Like, if we haven't done it by 30, our creativity is up. Yeah, no, there's no timeline. I, yeah. I don't know. It's so interesting. Like being 27, part of me still feels like I'm 17 and part of me still feels like, or feels like I'm going to like slay my thirties and I can't wait to be like 37. But I think that's also the beauty of like the time that we're in, you know, age Mm -hmm. is like less important than it used to be. It's interesting too, to see the people in your twenties, at least for me, something I've noticed that people who have like grown up really fast and had to take on a lot more responsibility than the other people who are maybe just like I've heard it be called a baby adult like after college you're you're starting your adulthood but you're like three years out of college so it's like you're a three-year-old in adult years you know and then some people are like I've been adulting since I'm you know 16 and it's just like so different totally totally no that is super interesting I had a friend that used to work like waitress every summer to be able to like afford to live and go to Chapman and I feel like she'd been adulting since she was like 14 working that job Meanwhile, I'm like living at my dad's house until I'm 26 (laughs) no big deal so on the law of assumption things are going to be the best for us how the heck did you decide to move to New York when you seem to have such a good foundation of friends your dad your career yeah the sunshine the content you're not gonna have a backyard in new york sorry (laughs) you got central park as your backyard yeah um how did you like come about to that decision and your house didn't you just move in it's so pretty look at the back of the wallpaper (laughs) love it so much um I, I think it's, I want to leave LA on a high note and I absolutely love my life here, but I also have a tendency to kind of like spice things up when I get too comfortable and I feel like I've gotten too comfortable. Um, meaning like I could do this and like be happy and content here for the rest of my life. But I, I don't know. I like to challenge myself when I get comfy. I've been in California for 10 years now, almost 10 years now, and I'm just ready for change. I've always wanted to live in Manhattan and I think like the time has come. Also, I always told myself like if I were to move to New York, it would be with a partner because I feel like having a like boyfriend would be so much easier. But I'm moving with my best friend, which kind of feels like the 27-year-old equivalent. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just excited to do that with her and uh, my friend Uno. We're going to get an apartment together. And it feels like a way easier blow knowing that mm-hmm. I have like, built-in homey um, and friend groups. We both have friends there. So yeah, I don't well, know. That's so exciting. Are you going to be airbnb your LA house? Because we're interested. <laughs> I wish. It will be up for lease if anyone wants to actually move in. Oh my gosh. That's actually so pretty. Do it. I'm sure their rent is a fortune. <laughs> it's like an arm and a leg. I keep reminding myself, like, even if I stayed in LA, it would be financially irresponsible to stay here. So, like, the fact oh, that wow. I have to be here regardless kind of helps with the, like, moving to New York. And that's nice that you said you have a friend group already there. That's yeah, great. I have you just seamlessly can go. And college friends, yeah, and all of not all of, but a lot of Una's friends from college live there too. So, I think How it will wonderful. be wonderful. Yeah, that I'm gonna give so it a fun. year, and it'll probably turn into more than that. So one last LA summer. One last LA summer. That sounds like also, the title of a book. 
someone write it. <laughs> Quick. I was going to say, I'm going to Rhode Island for like a couple of weeks, as I usually do. So one last LA slash New England summer. Oh, very cool. Oh, that sounds so fabulous. Well, this is very exciting. A big new move means curating your space yet again. You are the queen yes. of it. And you're also the queen of finding really unique pieces, which I love. That's like my favorite part of your content is the way that you make a space feel so alive and so like you. And I'm also moving, but it's a much smaller move. I'm actually staying in my apartment building, just going upstairs a few levels. That's um, so funny. Yeah, floor three to floor 17, moving up in the world. Love. Yeah. So I'm also curating my space, and that's why I took it upon myself to paint my bedroom walls pink, which was very fun and rom-com of me. But I, amongst other people, would love your tips and tricks on – either thrifting or just finding cool furniture that's affordable, especially for people in your 20s. Like we can't all be balling out at anthropology as much as we wish that we could. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel most of the stuff in my house is from either the flea market or Facebook marketplace. So when it comes to furniture, I definitely say like hit up your local flea markets and do not underestimate the power of Facebook marketplace. The thing I'm like Mm -hmm. most mad about when it comes to moving to New York is like, I don't think I'll have a car, let alone like a pickup truck to be able to go pick up a couch or like a desk or all of the things yeah. that I can do here. You got to find someone, find some burly man who has a pickup I truck. I know, right? No, Help me I'm- move some furniture, would you? Thrift <laughs> <laughs> store wise, I'm literally like staring at all of these glass plates as you're like telling me about <laughs> cutie things. But I don't know. I feel like just like hitting up your local thrift store and finding pieces that make you happy like don't underestimate the power of like having knickknacks and things that make a space a little more cozy what would you say to someone who feels like they don't know how to pull a space together don't know how to pull a room together they just kind of know what they like a little bit but they're like i don't know how to make all this look cohesive no that's so fair i think like stick with neutrals at least off the bat and create like a color palette so I feel like even when I moved into this house, I was like, I want it to be like fresh and like white and like cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of gave me room to like add whatever colors I wanted. So I think find your like neutral that you gravitate towards. I'd say avoid gray at all costs. I feel like people our age just buy gray things. I don't know what it is, but it's like such an ick of mine. It makes me so sad. Or like they'll move into houses where like the walls like are prison. Yeah, I'm like, have them paint that white before you move in. That makes me so sad. Or like, you're gasping. <laughs> Not me looking at our gray bar stools and our gray couch and our gray rug and in, in my room right now. You're one I didn't, of them. which none of, none of which I purchased. I didn't purchase any of these. Uh, I'm, so I'm moving into a neutral apartment, so there are creams and whites. So nobody, good. nobody I'm worry. So glad. I'm so glad. No, but I feel like find your neutral and then kind of your color palette obviously mine's like pinks with a little bit of blues and greens in this space but I think color like creates cohesion and whatever you do I feel like I do the same for my tablescapes I always make a mood board and it's like what colors am I gonna pull and that just creates like consistency makes it look curated color creates cohesion that's another line for you to put in your back pocket Abby I want to get it tattooed (laughs) on my body color creates cohesion Uh, what we're gonna ask when I speaking you. of well just speaking of tablescapes and curating that space as well you're like the queen of hosting and I don't know if that's just part of you as a person but or if that's just like the way that you show love but it's really spectacular and we've all been saying amongst my friend group that once we're together we do really need to try and create like a little dinner party but it's hard because our our core group of friends is all spread out across the country because we all live in different places but we're super excited to be thinking about that and I am just curious how you find all the all the items for that because I know you're a big DIY girl. So yes. any any tips on hosting and making the actual physical tablescape and the setting like really beautiful? Yeah, absolutely. I again the thrift stores. I feel like most of my like plates and glassware and all that stuff is from the thrift store. Um, and once you like buy stuff that is like cute and curated, I feel like you can also sell it if you don't have a place to mm-hmm. store it. I'm a big advocate for but yeah I get like tablecloths and linens on Etsy I feel like I just always am like on the prowl like regardless of where I am if I'm on a trip or like I was in Palm Springs last weekend or when I was home in Kansas City like I'm always just like browsing Goodwill or Savers or whatever thrift store is close by yeah I don't know I guess once you have a theme in mind it's easier to like pick pieces that go with Mm -hmm. a certain vibe so like it's springtime so I've been looking for florals but a lot of my linens are like from Etsy and eBay and yeah. Me and Abby are always like, we need to have a dinner party like in a field. Where are you finding these fields from to have these, <laughs> these yeah, dinner parties? That. My birthday is on May 1st and I 
having like a little dinner party the weekend before and I called like three local parks yesterday to see there if I could go. get okay. to like try. You said, yeah. well, let me get some grass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Oh my gosh. Uh, but no, I feel like the Rhode Island dinner parties in New England that we do, mm-hmm. like for Ellen engagement, or we did one last summer, um, those are just because her backyard is stunningly beautiful. And I don't know, it's easier to find grass okay, anywhere so you have an inn. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, what, in your opinion, is some dinner party etiquette for like people that you're hosting? For anyone who's listening that isn't as good at hosting, they're just always the guest and the consumer. <laughs> no, Are you I, adding me, Ashley? Uh-huh, 100%. Yeah. They're just there to eat and take pictures and and take in your Those work. Those people. That's why I invite them here. You have and to t- have both sides of the no, coin, Ashley. No, 100%. If someone, to be fair, when I host something, if someone doesn't have their camera out taking pictures, I do feel You're uh, victimized. Yeah. No, literally. I'm like, is it ugly? Do you hate it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think as a host, always try and put yourself in the shoes of the people attending. And it's like, I try and think of what anyone could possibly need, whether it's like, I don't know, silverware to like how to serve stuff to like what is necessary in the bathroom to is there seating? Like if someone, (laughs) I have like a closet room, it was a hot mess before my, uh, holiday dinner party and I like power cleaned it the day up because I was like oh my gosh my fellow introverts like if they need a place to escape to I have to have my closet room oh wow you're really introverted (laughs) no people going to the closet for a breather I can't believe you're talking to us right now (laughs) that's extreme No, I'm a girl that will, like, I really need to, like, have my... Whatever um, happened to stepping outside for a smoke? Why are people going to the closet? <laughs> Let's bring smoking back. How about that? Oh, my God. No, just putting yourself in, like, the shoes of the people attending and being, like, what what would someone need? Like, ice. I, I don't always drink stuff with ice. Most of the time I don't. But I'm like, oh, yeah, people do that. I should go buy ice. I don't know. Silly stuff like that. Okay, fair enough. And <laughs> how do you force your friends because I've done this before where I've sent out examples how do you force your friends to follow a theme for attire oh I my friends are like committed to the bit like they're all creatives mm-hmm. like love to have something to attend I also this is gonna sound like not shitty but like it's like you don't have to invite people that aren't gonna be excited to be there you know what I mean so true like invite the people that will be excited to be invited and to be there and will like bring the energy and like the spirit that you like want and need, mm-hmm. but don't feel obligated to invite people where it's like a chore for them. And it's like, fuck, I have to find an outfit. Like, oh, like, you know what I mean? That's like, right. all my friends. That so is so true. In, oh my in the herd, in the herd and start smoking again, smoke breaks. Those are the two <laughs> takeaways from that. Um, it's just a metaphor. Don't actually light it. Just put it between your lips. <laughs> Oh my Just God. take a rest take a rest <laughs> are you also where's this food coming from for these parties are you ordering um, in uh yes i i cannot i mean you i can't can make the whole tablescape and cook all of it you can't no, if you start at 6 a.m i'm <laughs> literally too embarrassed to like i don't cook well enough to like cook for other people mm-hmm. let alone like that many people like i can never and it's sometimes it's like john and Vinny's and i ball out and sometimes it's like Domino's. like it it's I like eating good food. I'm a, I love food in general, but because of that, I don't trust myself to make like good enough food for that many mm-hmm. people. Okay. No, me either. That's that would not be my job. I would be much better at making the table look the pretty consumer. than cooking the food. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like I will build the vibe and curate the room and like set the tone. But I'll make the PowerPoint to- before of like what everyone needs to wear. That's what I'll do, and I'll provide links. <laughs> it's a mood board. Yeah. <laughs> Um, where are you? Are you taking all of these props, we'll call them, to New York with you? Are you gonna okay. like are you gonna open, have sale? Like I just saw a suitcase that you had three suitcases of like glassware. What do you how are you getting it all I, to New York? I'll buy some of it. <laughs> My house right now. So I'm 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 launching a business this summer. <gasps> more TMZ exclusives? Yeah, more TMZ exclusives. <laughs> Oh, spill the tea. Or can you just tell us what you want to tell us? No, I'm selling. I'll, I'll be selling all of it. So hopefully it will all be in your Please, Ashley, hop on no, that so fast. I will be there. Um, So you're unloading everything? <laughs> Most things, yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing, um, I'm making my own linens. So the placemats and napkins and like tablecloths and stuff are my own like fabric designs. Oh my gosh. And then 
you'll get to pair them with like the curated sets so oh my gosh that's so exciting excited are you gonna do this as a one-off or do you think you're gonna expand on this once you get settlement in new york i'm definitely gonna expand on it i want it to be like the other half of my job a hundred percent how fun and you're so perfect for it thank you thank you i'm excited to like not be focused on myself as much influencing rocks i love my job but oh my gosh when you're not feeling yourself to have Mm -hmm. to like be online and take pictures and yeah you're like I'm gonna take a bunch of photos of my face my body now that I don't want to (laughs) that I'm not vibing with this month yeah I feel like I've heard other other content creators say this maybe on podcasts or something but I think someone was saying they were an influencer that they were just so sick of themselves like it's just so self-centric do you ever feel like a narcissist sometimes I feel that way I'm not even like a full creator but like no but I like make a lot of videos I'm not calling you one I'm just saying like in general uh yes and no like yes in that like I feel like I'm constantly like uh, trying to perceive myself Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. like how will this be present and it's like I think I've gotten to a point this year maybe in the last like six months even where I've just like stopped caring like I'm like I'm sharing what I want to share and like if you don't like it that's fine and it's probably so healthy Yeah, I think COVID like really, I don't think I'm the only one that feels this way. COVID and so many people like going through cancellations made a lot of influencers like really scared to be vulnerable online. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like a lot of people that I once loved have turned into like, and I felt this way for a while, like I was a shell of a human that was just like smiling and posting outfits and like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And the dinner parties kind of like gave me another purpose Mm -hmm. and like another like something that I really enjoyed and enjoyed sharing with like the people that I love in real life too. So it felt like um, two, two parts to it that I really loved, but yeah, I don't know. I think the pandemic made people really scared to be vulnerable. And I think that people are finally starting to feel like themselves again or deciding that they just don't want to be an influencer anymore. Interesting. And in the influencer community as well, since we're peeling back the curtain, just curious, is the influencer... Yeah. Is influencer word itself kind of like, does that have a weird connotation now? Like, do people prefer content creation? Yeah, does it send a chill down your spine? (laughs) As the title of their job? Or like, what are people like, what are the buzzwords now? I'm so curious. I I like, no, I hate the word influencer. um, But I don't love saying like, I'm an influencer because I feel like I do so much more than that. Um, And content creator, I like a little bit better, but it still doesn't feel like right. Like I feel like a creative or like a designer or curator. I don't know what the word would be, but yeah, no, yeah, videographer, photographer. I definitely like say influencer when I'm like feeling ornery and want to see how someone responds. Mm, Interesting. (laughs) Let's see what your reaction is. Yeah, crosses my arms to see what they say. Sitting in the corner of a bar alone, saying the word influencer, seeing who will bite. Um, but no, it's, it's so interesting. The New York times came out with an article maybe yesterday or the day before. And it was called like, w- like what's left after influencing or like what I'm going to oh, pull it up. Really quick I don't want to, but it was basically about how like some people are over, do you know Lee from America? Oh, is there life after influencing? That's what it was called. Mm. And they interviewed this girl, um, Lee who used to be a really big influencer and I guess she got canceled at one point which I didn't know and then came back and she just decided it like wasn't for her but I there's so many different types of influencers I almost feel like it's silly to group them all in one box yeah there are people that like I if they got canceled I'd be like ah I don't really care and there are people that could get canceled like four different times and I was like I will follow you like Mm -hmm. across the ocean like I will net like I will love you forever yeah so I don't know. Another behind the curtain question. Do you ever feel odd? You have a large following. And even like with doing this podcast, someone commented on our TikTok. Oh my gosh, I recognized your voices when I was scrolling through. And do you ever feel odd that people like know stuff about your life and you don't know them? Yes. A parasocial but... relationship that we have with Taylor Swift, basically. Yeah, no. But to <laughs> you on a small scale. <laughs> on a tiny scale. No, I feel like I'm very good at not sharing the things that I wouldn't want everyone to know, if that makes sense. It's like what I share, I'm, I'm, I am an open book in a lot of ways, like to anyone that I were to meet on a day-to-day basis. So I, I don't think there's anything that I've shared that would freak me out if someone like approached me and said it in real life. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely like some things that are a little I'm like oh oh like you yeah. know that about me mm-hmm. yeah Abby's like in 2019 I saw on your vlog that you broke up with <laughs> someone 
and you are moving no, to New York. <laughs> the thing is, I have noticed like things like that will happen to me, and I'm not even an influencer by any means. But it's just like interesting, like little little people I collect in my life, people that I know, but like I'm not super close friends with them. But I just like like people at my apartment, for example, that I'll like see in the hallway and like we chat, whatever. Would be like, oh, how was this event? And I'm like, we didn't talk about that, but I'm like, oh, I made a TikTok about it. Like people like know like what's going on and they like care. And I'm like, holy yeah. hell. <laughs> <laughs> that is the part that weirds me out more than anything is like people care. Like yeah. I I don't even have that many followers or I don't feel like I do. And I'm just shocked by like the fact that people care more than anything. No. I'm like, let their interest on a hook. <laughs> <laughs> No, not to be an absolute freak, but sometimes we'll be like, I want to take like very Talia pictures today. And one day last year, okay. we went to Stagecoach. I'm not, we're laying it all on the line. We are. Yeah, we are I've got one after you. We are. I'm no, literally last year at Stagecoach, we were like, okay, we're going to get like this kind of like Talia content. Okay. Like blah, blah, blah. And Freaks. we would like go on, we like made a mood board on Pinterest and it was like Talia inspired. And we're like literally freaks. And then we would go and then Ashley always acts as my manager and I'm like the talent. That's uh-huh. like our funny dynamic that we do. And she's like, okay. And she'll like, you know, be the creative director of the photo and like pose me and whatever. And like get the close ups, the detail shots, if you will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah, people do care and we are people. We are the fans. I two fans they're us <laughs> another freak one behind the oz curtain i remember you text me and you're like that sweater you wore was very like something talia would wear and i was like thank yeah. you so much but freaks everywhere no really no, no i love that yeah. thank you so yeah but your content is very like just to keep hyping you up a little bit it's very <laughs> like homey and inviting and i think it's also just it's ever all of it's very beautiful and warm and cozy feelings and that's like the kind of vibe you're trying to put out there but it's working because it feels almost like we are at these dinner parties with you like it's so yeah. like genuine and authentic and i think that really comes across so that's why it feels like oh like talia like our good old friend we're just having a chat with her today <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a good job hollywood <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thank you, thank you. No, I hope that it feels like a safe space on the internet. That makes me really happy. The praise train. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you needed a focus group, there you go. Um, I'm very appreciative. I did have an interesting question about trip planning, itineraries slash outfits, because you are going to Paris. So, like, how the hell do you decide what to wear? Because we're obviously go big or go home. We're popping off. And if your friend is having a birthday party in Paris, I'm assuming he dresses very well, so... He does. He dresses the best of anyone I know. It's so much pressure. Pressure is on. Um, so I we I always make like a Google Sheet itinerary for any trip. It's like my favorite thing ever. I can send you guys the template if you want it. Oh, really? Yes. It's like the city, the dates, and then it's like every day separated by like morning, daytime, sunset, and evening. Um, sunset obviously because like best time to take photos. Like it's the good light, but. It, I, that's like the way I split up every single trip, whether it's like three days or like three weeks. And it's my favorite thing ever. And then in that Excel sheet, I'll be like what ideal outfit I'd like to wear for each day. And then once I pick out my outfits, I take photos. I just did this of all the outfits that I have and then create an album on my phone so I can see what I have when I'm there. Cause I hate spending time getting dressed, especially when I'm like, mm-hmm. on a trip. I like, don't like to have to think about it. But yeah. When you're planning these trips, cause you travel a fair amount because we follow you obsessively. <laughs> when you're planning these trips, it's always a fine balance, especially when I was abroad. Of do, Are you going to cram your stuff with like, we got to get to this museum, we got to get to this dinner? Or is it like, we must do these two, these two things today, but the rest is kind of open? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Like it's, it's knowing the balance between like, okay, this day, like, Last year when I went to Israel and we went to Jordan, Jordan, we were there for like literally two days. So it was like back to back to back. There were all these things we wanted to do. But then we got back to Israel. It was like, okay, this next day, we're just going to like bop around Tel Aviv, go to the beach. It's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I think you have to like hit the things and have the crazy days. But you, at least for me as an introvert, as you guys know, know, like I need the downtime to just like chill. You know where all closets are at all times. If you need to step away. 100%. I also hate posting in real time. Like I really, really like to be present when I'm like doing stuff. So I just need to like, I usually batch post my content when I'm traveling. Like I don't want to be thinking about like what to tag in the story when I'm like at Versailles. Yeah. Yeah. 
like trying to actually keep your eyes up and look out into the world. Yeah. What, where am I and what am I seeing right now? Exactly. A little bit real quick about styling yourself. How do you feel like you evolved your style kind of over the years? Are you pulling from Pinterest? Are you pulling from other content creators? Are you pulling from the mannequins in stores? Like what do you think is the best practice for putting together outfits? I think I'm definitely pulling from other content creators and influencers that I like look up to and love. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like my style's evolved a lot over the last few years. I feel like it used to be, it's still like girly pop, of course. Like as I sit here in a pink shirt with a pink ball. <laughs> girly but, pop. But like, I feel like it's a little more elevated and maybe sh- chicer just because I feel like more of a grown up now than I did at 22. But mm-hmm. I definitely think I get inspo from other content creators and Pinterest always. Like I'm a Pinterest hoe. I love Pinterest. Me too. I've been up Pinterest ass lately. I recently got yes. into it And also something else that I've been enjoying on TikTok as I scroll is people are making these little curated, almost like one sheet or mood boards. Have you guys been seeing that with like the whole outfit, including like details and oh, accessories yes, and everything? I appreciate it very much. And I'm screenshotting the hell out of those. And I'm like, what yes. do I have in my closet already that could work with this? And it's been very yes. helpful. Yes, I agree. And then how are you finding unique pieces? I, sorry, my dad just almost showed up out of nowhere. He loves to do that. He lives 10 minutes away and he'll be like, bring him on, (laughs) bring dad in, (laughs) get Um, him on the mic. (laughs) Literally, I can't. Uh, Poshmark and Depop, I have been finding Uh, I don't touch it. On you don't go on either. No, of those. I get so overwhelmed. What am I even I looking for? Ashley's terrible at thrifting. I took her thrifting one time yeah. and she like sat in the corner and pouted. I like need <laughs> it to be displayed for me a little bit. I really get that. And if you're not in the right mindset, it is not a fun experience like at all. Yeah. So I get Wait, that. I want to give a tip for thrifting because I really enjoy it. You have to go in with like a certain idea in mind because it is really overwhelming, but you have to go in being like, I need a floral or like a flowy blouse. And then you go to that section, you find it. And if they don't have anything that you were really looking for that calls for you, that's fine. You can like move on, but you can't go in being like, oh my God, there are shoes over here and there's denim over here and there's shorts and like funky prints. Like it is very overwhelming. I've been really into flea markets with my friend for like the past two months, maybe like almost back to back (laughs) different one that's been obsessive. And I have gone in with the mindset of I want really bad, like I want a suede fringe jacket really bad, like a leather one. And like I I want something else that I've been wanting. So I have been better about that, but I haven't found it. So my, my mood is getting tampered. It's... Well, that's why you have to go to Poshmark or Depop because you can search suede fringe jacket. I can't try it no, on. Totally. I that's what I was gonna say Just when you were like oversized. Yeah, you, yeah, oversized. Yeah. I have a really cute oversized like fringe leather jacket. Are you selling it at that sale? Actually, <laughs> said I'll be there. I'm gonna sell my closet before I move. I want to have like a closet sale again this summer because yeah, you should. I actually can't. Oh, we'll be watching. I'll be sliding up on those. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, to close out, do you have any just for anyone who's Big going through it? Advice. Yeah, moving, not moving, mate, thinking about moving, um, thinking about throwing a party, anything to throw them a bone? I think first and foremost, uh, life is hard until like 26. So, <laughs> such a good just statement. That. <laughs> Honestly, one. maybe even 25, but I say 26 just to be safe in case 25 is like rough for anyone. But yeah, I feel like someone person- listening to this sweating at 26. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just feel like it was a struggle post-grad or even if you didn't graduate, just like the period of time from like 21 to mid twenties is like the biggest adjustment period ever. And everyone yeah. feels the pressure to like find the perfect job and like make it their identity and like think that that's what they're going to be doing for forever. But just remember that life is long and full of so many different chapters and eras as Taylor Swift would have it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything is temporary. Wow. Look at us bringing it bookended yeah, back to the Taylor eras. Wow. <laughs> okay. So beautiful. Start a podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our most <laughs> important part, our favorite part, do you have any recommendations for anyone listening of books or podcasts? They don't have to be helpful. They could just be fun and flirty or things that you think people would actually benefit just from. Just ones that you enjoy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm a podcast hoe as well. I listen to them all the time. I, I mean, I love Armchair Expert. I'm a big Dax fan. Mm-hmm. I think I haven't missed an episode. I love Huberman Lab for like biohacking and like the best habits for your body and like how to show up as like the healthiest version of yourself. 
Um, I like a lot of Tinks's podcast episodes. I don't really listen to her lives, but just like her general advice ones, I really mm-hmm. enjoy. Um, oh, Aware and Aggravated. Have you guys listened to that with Leo Skepti? I have not. I am obsessed. And I think he's like number two on Spotify right now, like under Joe Rogan. Like oh, wow. it absolutely blew up in the last couple weeks. Um, he's very frank. So like as a cancer and a Libra, like Pete, just like with the preface that like he is like super, sometimes I'm like, ooh, that was that was a harsh way of saying that, but I needed to hear it. Um, yeah. No one else is going to tell you. You're crying yeah. in the closet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one, Aware and Aggravated. Okay. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Any books do you believe in reading? I love reading. Are right now literate? I'm <laughs> 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 reading A Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh, yeah. Or, I've heard the kids oh, like it. I've seen that all over book talk. Yeah. 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 I, it's like fantastical fiction, which I haven't read in a while. I love fiction. I'm usually like a dystopian sci-fi girly. So this is Us like- too. That's our favorite movie genre. <laughs> I love, yeah, dystopian thrillers, especially if they're, like, kind of dark. Growing up and, like, yeah, Yeah, I read Uglies. And they're making a movie right now. Oh, that's exciting. I love when they make things from our childhood. (laughs) Such a gift for us. A little treat. Um, One last recommendation question. Since you are in L.A., what are just maybe two restaurants that you eat or bars that you feel like people must, must go to? I love this question. I don't care. Yeah, give it to us all. I'm I love old timey so I yes. love like an establishment like something that has been here forever and ever there's a place called Smokehouse in Burbank have you guys seen La La Land yes yeah the scene where he's playing piano and she walks in and sees him for the first time mm-hmm. that was filmed at Smokehouse and it's like Audrey Hepburn went there Marlon Brando went there it is just like a classic establishment and Very I love LA. it mm-hmm. yes yeah so that would be on my rec list I love um Casa Vega it's great Mexican food similar energy and Once Upon a Time, that's where Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt get, like, hammered. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's a great spot. And then I love Sunset Tower Bar for drinks. Next time I'm out in L.A., we'll, we're going. Yeah, you were just here, yes. too. You, have you Tower. been – I have a recommendation for you. Have you been to mm-hmm. the Italian restaurant Pace in Laurel Canyon? No, and I'm dying to go. You've, like, the third person to bring it up lately, so it's yeah. a sign. talk of the town. Um, For anyone who doesn't know you from Adam, where should they find you? How should they follow you for your dinner parties? on instagram at talia with two l's and two i's and i'm the same on tiktok easy simple easy and simple well it's been an absolute joy speaking with you thank you for answering our millions of questions we really we really enjoy your content and we enjoy you as a person now it's it's always scary running a podcast meeting your heroes if you will because you never know some heroes have disappointed (laughs) let me tell you sometimes they're just you know they're not not the best in a one-on-one chat but you've been absolutely wonderful so thank you for sharing everything and we're so excited to watch your move cross country and for all the TMZ exclusives that all the listeners here got today so you're welcome people we are bringing you the deets (laughs) thanks for thinking of me this was awesome you guys are lovely 